Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana and Kyle, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. On our podcast, we weekly discuss topics that are typically left in the shadows, and we do our best to shine God's light and love onto them. Welcome here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. It is Kyle, and I have Alana with me, as always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today, class is in session. Today, we are going to be talking about anatomy. Um, this is kind of spawned from um, some Instagram stories that we put out asking women to tell men what they would like men to know about sex. And a lot of the responses were... Um, where the clit is or um, Mm -hmm. where the G-spot is. So we figured, why don't we do an anatomy episode? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel extremely inadequate, even though we're going to be talking about (laughs) women's body parts. Because we've talked about this and we're like, oh yeah, like put a mirror down there. You know, know your area. Sure. Maybe we know our areas, but do we know what they're called? Can we name them? Hmm. Maybe you can. Good for you. I cannot, and I'm embarrassed about it. So I can't. I have no use here. And I think it's important to remember, like, it's not really important to know what the name is of the area where your lips meet at the bottom. Like, it's probably not that important. But it's important to know that maybe that is a spot that can be touched a certain way to produce a certain amount of pleasure or a certain type of pleasure. Great. So that's really the goal of this episode is, hey, here's some areas to that you may not have known are mm-hmm. can be pleasurable. Go see if it's pleasurable for you or go get your right. husband to see if it's pleasurable for you mm-hmm. or go explore it together. So that's kind of the goal of this episode is, um, yeah, to just show you guys or not show you, <laughs> but tell you guys <laughs> about some different things to consider. And, like, I have a bit of a medical background, so this is, like, totally in my wheelhouse. I know most of the body's anatomy. I don't know all of these parts before I look them up. And most of my research for this is coming from um, two books. She Comes First and Come As You Are. Wow. Come As You Are, which are two awesome books. She Comes First is mostly for the guys. It's all about pleasuring your wife um, orally. But obviously, all these areas we're going to talk about can be pleasured with hands or whatever else you want to use. And um, and then, yeah, she, or Come As You Are was another one. And um, Emily Nagasaki in her book, she talks a lot about the female anatomy and mm-hmm. how everyone is so different, but we all kind of have the same parts organized in different ways. That's like a really big theme of her book is... Same stuff, organized differently. And by mm. organized differently, she means like, um, you know, your labia minora might be dark in color. Someone else's might be pale in color. Or you might have, you know, lips that are internal. Someone else's lips might protrude externally. Like all this kind of stuff, right? Everyone has the same mm-hmm. same stuff. It's just a little bit different. Right. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. The first area we're going to talk about we're gonna start with the women ladies first um (laughs) 
So the first area we're going to talk about is the clitoris. This is the center of all pleasure when it comes to women. The only reason the clitoris exists is for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank God that he loves pleasure so much he made a part of the body mm-hmm. that is strictly for pleasure. Um, yeah. Which brings me to like my verse for this episode and is Genesis 127. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So he he created us male and female, and he made everything fit so beautifully together mm-hmm. and cared so much about our pleasure that he gave us all these different parts to come yeah. together to create beauty. Yeah. And if someone's like on the fence, you're like, oh, I don't know if God's actually if he, you know, is pro-sex or whatever, if he thinks sex is good, it's like, okay, well, yeah, he does because he created the clitoris and that is purely to just feel amazing. So mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, God, for that. Amen. <laughs> so Alana, how many parts do you think make up the clitoris? Without having already seen your <laughs> what would you number. what would you have guessed before you looked at the show doc um like four I think there I are guess. 18 that's insane and my wife says she would have guessed three. Oh, okay yeah so we are yeah. and i probably would have guessed like i don't know maybe like six or seven like i knew it was a little bit more complicated just from mm-hmm like the edu- the education I have, but mm-hmm. 18 would not have been my guess at no. all. I want to ask so, Jeff now what he would say. <laughs> <laughs> One? So curious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I would not have thought that. But I'll quickly list off all 18 just in case anyone is really curious. So this kind of goes from top to bottom-ish, but you have the front commissure, the glands, the labia minora, the hood, the frenulum, the fourchette, the hymen, the shaft, the crura, the bulbs, the paraurethral glands, the vulvovaginal glands, the perineal sponge, your pelvic floor muscles, your suspensory ligament, your round ligament, your pudendal nerve, and all of the blood vessels. Holy moly. So, and that's obviously, all clitoris? That's all making up the clitoris, yes. Wow. And I think one thing, I mean, if you're listening right now and you can safely do so, like you're not driving or something, I would encourage you to look up um, a diagram of the clitoris because I can almost guarantee you it does not look like what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're nervous about searching that, just go to Google Images, turn on safe search and then type it in and you should be fine. You shouldn't get any like vulgar images. Right. But the best way that I can describe what this looks like is if you look at a fly, like the insect, from the top down, it kind of looks like that. Like you've got the head at the top, you've got its two, you've got its two wings that come like down and away, and then you've got its body that just comes kind of like down straight. There's a the diagram that. I think it's in Come As You Are that she uses. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it looks like a fly. Hmm. So if you're trying to visualize it, that's the visualization that I get when I when I uh, see this diagram. You may think I'm completely crazy. That's totally fine. <laughs> it's like a really appealing thought to try and visualize. That's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. 
but look up a diagram because yeah, it's, awesome. I guarantee you it's like it's it's not just the glands like what we yeah. think about as the clit is like the top of it the little the little nub mm-hmm. if you will it right. goes from there all the way down to like the vaginal opening and it spreads out like it's probably so weird it's probably at least the size of your palm if not bigger whereas most of us probably think it's like the size of our fingernail whoa so the the part you see is just like the tip of the iceberg exactly and that's why i think it's so important to see that because there's way more places that you can touch to produce pleasure than just the head hmm. um, right i've heard people compare it to a, a penis <laughs> like in i don't know how they were comparing it but just sensitivity i don't know i honestly don't know what it was but i feel like i've heard that have you ever heard that yeah it's all made from the same tissue like when we're in utero this all of the same tissues make up either the we'll get into this later but like the vulva mm. or mm-hmm. the penis it all comes from the same tissue types it's just a matter of you know which chromosome you got and which how things are going to get organized mm-hmm. huh well there you go I'm learning so something yeah new. If you are looking at this diagram, like the head or the glands is external and almost everything else is internal. You can't actually see it. Hmm. Um, It has double the nerve endings that the penis has. It has 8,000 where the average penis has 4,000. And like we talked about, its sole purpose is pleasure. Wow. So I wanted to touch on, pun intended... (laughs) A few parts of the clit that we should know or pay more attention to now that we know a little bit more about like what the things are. So again, if you're listening to this, it might be hard to visualize if you can like follow along with a diagram maybe, but we'll start at the top. And so you've got the glands. Like this is what typically we think of when we say clit is Mm -hmm. this. And I'm saying clit and clitoris interchangeably, obviously, like I hope Right. Clit doesn't come across vulgar. Um, that's not my intention at all. It's right. just shorter and easier to say than clitoris all the time. Right. <laughs> um, so the the glands or the head that we're talking about, it actually has like a hood that covers it. And this is because this hood is there so that at like peak stimulation, so right before orgasm, the hood actually... Um, like pulls the glands in and the hood kind of comes down to protect it from almost like overstimulation. Huh. So yeah, the head of the clit actually like retracts right before orgasm, which we wouldn't think so because it's the pleasure yeah. center. It should be like front and center yeah. where that's not typically how it goes down. I like how you're teaching us about this. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. I didn't know that. I'm just so useless. Oh, <laughs> oh, and again, like, I don't, I don't know most of this. This is stuff that I've learned. Like, I knew maybe 10% of this coming into it. But mm-hmm. after reading some of the books, one, it was interesting. And two, like, yeah. I, I, like, like you, like most women probably don't even know all of these things. And I think it's helpful for women and men to know a little bit more about it. Okay, next we have the clitoral cluster. And this is an interesting one to talk about because 
there's a lot of debate out there as to whether the G spot exists. Is it actually like a spot that can be found mm. on every woman or is it just like a general area that feels a certain way? So wow. in She Comes First, he talks about the clitoral cluster and he is kind of on the side that says, no, there's not really a G spot. It's more of just an area. Mm. And in she, he, oh, I always get these two mixed up because they sound so similar. But yeah. in Come As You Are, she also would fall onto the side of, no, there's not a specific spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've but, heard that. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe some people have heard that before. Um, the spot, though, does exist. And for most people, it does feel different and produce a certain amount of sensation. So where is it? For most people, it is a few inches inside the vagina on the roof of the vagina, let's say, internally. So if a woman is lying down a couple inches in the vagina up, it is there. And some people will say like it feels ribbed or some people say that it feels spongy. So if you're feeling around and you feel something that feels a little bit different, not just like regular tissue, I guess. Um, If it feels noticeably different, that's probably the spot. Or if you're touching it and your wife or partner or yourself is like, oh, that feels really good. That also might be the spot. Yeah. So does a G spot exist? Maybe not. Let's just call it an area Mm -hmm. and it'll feel different and it'll produce a certain amount of sensation and or pleasure. Um, when it's touched or rubbed. Nice. And then we have the mons pubis, which is sometimes just called the pubic mound. And it is where your hair is, where your pubic hair is down there. So that general area is called the mons pubis. And why are we talking about it? Doesn't it just have hair? Not necessarily. It can actually be rubbed from the outside to stimulate the clitoral cluster. So if we think about where the clitoral cluster is, it is internal from the mons pubis. So where the hair is, just down from there and in a little bit, that general area is where the clitoral cluster is. So you can rub the mons pubis and stimulate it and generate sensation and pleasure by rubbing it because you are stimulating the clitoral cluster. Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's just interesting. I wonder how many people have turned this off. Like, I don't care about this. Just as long as it feels good, that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're still Uh, with us, thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. No kidding. But I mean, it's, it's, it's good. Like these are things that are, it's good to know. I mean, if you didn't know, now, you know, I mean, I think it would no. I think it will be good because like I said it's you might have been messing around and touching certain areas and been like oh that feels good oh this feels good but now it's like oh that is the right. spot that Kyle was talking about in the podcast and he said yeah. that it might feel good if you touch it this way mm-hmm. and you can it's it'll be easier to remember in the future to go back to that spot be like oh yeah that that spot does feel right. really good right and this is why yeah, exactly. Versus exactly. just, oh, for one happenstance reason, 
this, the whatever. And even for someone who, you know, is like, okay, well, I'm not married yet, but we're engaged and I'm getting married or whatever, but I don't really know how no one's really talked to me about all these different parts or what they do or their function. This is just kind of laying it out for them in mm-hmm. a really simple way. Yeah. So we got a few left. So the front commissioner, and this is the area just above the clitoral head and the hood that protects the clitoral head. It can be very sensitive and easily arousable, but it takes more pressure because if you think about where the head is, the the clitoral head dives deep from where it is. So it, from where it's external, it then goes internal. And if you rub the area above that, you can actually feel like the the clit still. It feels like a cord and it goes back a few inches, but you can stimulate it by rubbing above. So this is like the front commissioner, the area that covers it. You can stimulate the clit by rubbing that area as well. Right. So when some women are like, oh, it's way too sensitive, like don't touch whatever. So then it's like, this could be, okay, well, no, do this instead. And yeah. this will be probably better because it's... Yeah. And because it is under skin, fat, all those layers, it does take more pressure to get to you, but you can get to it. And yeah, right. a great point that, you know, it can be less sensitive because it, there's mm-hmm. more stuff between where you're touching and where right. it actually is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, then we've got the frenulum. So this is the area just below the clitoral head where the labia minora lips meet. So the labia minora, those are the internal lips and where they meet at the top. That area responds really well to firm pressure. Hmm. Generally. And then you've actually got the labia minora themselves. Those are the inner lips. When they get aroused, they actually swell to almost twice their size. That's mm. just from, that's kind of like the female equivalent of an erection is right. blood rushes to that area. They get easily aroused. They can be really sensitive, but you can rub them, touch them, lightly pinch them to generate pleasure. Right. I feel like this would be helpful for like husbands to listen to too to understand oh definitely right like your wife's body more um in depth to know oh okay this is that and this happens when i do that to this and this likes things firm and this is sensitive yeah yeah this is something that you and your spouse can go and like have an exploration night and just Mm -hmm. try touching different areas and see if you find a spot that you really like um, and again, a, like almost all of this comes from She Comes First. So we'll link the book in the show notes. Absolutely yeah. fantastic book for husbands to read, wives too, if you want to know a little bit more about your own anatomy and what's going on. Um, so we got three left. The vagina, obviously the one that probably most of us are familiar with. One thing that we some people may not know is that as the woman gets more and more aroused, the vagina actually lengthens internally. Mm. Um, it becomes a little bit longer. And right. I think the point here can be if you just go penis and vagina right away, it can be a little bit uncomfortable because the woman is not aroused. The vagina is not fully lengthened yet. So right. if, let's say, the man is particularly long or large, 
that could be really painful for him to go all the way in because the vagina hasn't lengthened itself yet. Right. But then to like do the foreplay and spend the time going slow and warming up will then make it so much more better. So much more exactly. better. Exactly. Exactly. So, so then we've got the fourchette. So if you remember, the frenulum is where the labia minora meet at the top. This is where the labia minora meet at the bottom. And same thing kind of applies. Firmer pressure can be really pleasurable there. And lastly, we've got the perineum, which is the area between the fourchette and the anus. Like a little bit of skin there. You, It can be really sensitive. It can be really annoying. So this is like a, you need to find out for yourself if you like that area being touched or not. And then we get to the vulva, which is... If you are looking at what you think is a vagina, you are looking at a vulva. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like a terminology error, let's say. Because um, right. the vagina is just like the opening and the you know first few inches of inside. Right. Um, but like the right, vagina... It's like a blanket covering of like what people call that area all the time. Exactly, yeah. We should be calling it vulva. We should be saying vulva because it encompasses the vagina, the labia minora, the labia majora, and the clitoris. Like, all of that stuff that you see is vulva, not vagina. There you go. It's been called wrong all its life. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't even know where that comes from, but it was uh, heavily emphasized in Come As You Are within, like, the first page. She's like, we're going to call this a vulva from now on. Stop calling it a vagina, please. Okay, noted. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Um, And then women, more so than men, I would say. Well, (laughs) women have breasts. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are we going with this? (laughs) I I was going to say women are more um, stimulated by touching their breasts than most men. But I realized I hadn't said, like, women have breasts. (laughs) Much different than men. Men still have breasts, but women have larger breasts with more anatomy. Right. So, quickly, we've got the nipple. I think we all know what that is. I think the areola, so. which is like the colored area around the nipple. And then you've got the breast tissue, which is everything else. And the more breast tissue you have, the bigger your breasts are going to be. The less you have, the smaller your breasts are going to be. That's right. where your size comes from. Um, obviously nipples can be very sensitive and very pleasurable to touch. But again, like we talked about, or no, I don't think we talked about it on this episode, but we've talked about it before where certain time of the month, breasts can become sensitive, may not want to be touched. So mm-hmm. again, communication is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, and it, we mentioned sorry, it too, oh, was just how, um, you know, something that might be pleasurable in one instance might not be in another. And I mean, you kind of covered it with, um, you know, cycling and whatnot, (laughs) cycling, but, um, yeah, I think even, even when I post actually, um, like breast sex positions, people are always like, Oh my goodness, I didn't know this is actually a thing or whatever, but Mm. I feel like boobs are often forgotten. I mean, not, they're not because, no husband would let them be forgotten, I feel like. <laughs> but but to an extent, I don't think they're as emphasized as they maybe could be. 
in in sex in general maybe i don't know mm-hmm. that'd be kind of interesting to this is good yeah okay I, th- I think i think that's a good point the only last thing i would say about the boobs is i read once in a christian marriage sex book that the underside of the breasts can be particularly sensitive and they actually have like a lot more nerve endings there than the rest of the breasts so that can be a particularly pleasurable area to be stimulated Hmm. just one thing that i've read that for some reason i never forgot probably because (laughs) it had to do with boobs (laughs) probably hey (laughs) oh boobs all right, um, let me tell you about male anatomy. I'm yes, please tell me all about it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I uh, this is much less complicated. There's only a few parts, and I think most of us know most of them. <laughs> um, so quickly, we've got the corpus cavernosa, which is what we would call the shaft. You've got the urethra, which is the tube that's inside that carries semen or urine or hopefully just those two things hopefully you don't have blood yeah, I was but like, What's next? if you're bleeding that's probably <laughs> where it's coming out from right um the glands so again same as the clit it's basically just the head um and then you've got the prepus which is the foreskin so some guys might have it if they're uncircumcised if they're circumcised they will not have this you will just see the head if they have it you'll have to peel the foreskin back to see the head and then we've got obviously the testes, which are the testicles, which sit in the scro- in the scrotum, below the penis. Well, that was a lot shorter than. The yeah, <laughs> that was it. That sums it up. Is that? Oh, pretty yikes. much. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot to it. Um, one thing that I will note is there's a particular piece of skin that connects the shaft to the head. It's called the frenulum, and that can be really really pleasurable to have that stimulated whether it's with a finger or a hand or a tongue or whatever it is i would say like a notable spot on the penis is that spot hmm. there you go the point of interest you know it's like you're driving yes. and you see the sign <laughs> interest up ahead <laughs> do, you ever st- do you ever stop at those or have you ever stopped no. at one no i don't think so i feel like they're always actually not as exciting as the not signs interesting. Make them look to see. <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so true. I think we stopped once and it was like a viewpoint. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, it's a nice view. But now I'm back behind that car that I passed and I want to pass them again. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Okay, okay so, so we, now we'll get to the... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was just going to say, we did poll our followers and you listeners as yeah. to what you wanted the opposite sex to know about your anatomy. So, Alana, you can speak now. <laughs> okay. okay, thank you. <laughs> Permission granted. Phew. Now I can talk. Um, all right, so let's start with the women. So what women wish... Ooh, mish. What women wish men knew? It's kind of like a tongue twister. So these are things that you guys sent in, like Kyle mentioned. So one of them was a vaginal canal can be curved or textured it's not necessarily a straight shot there you go fair enough can be hard to find i feel like you kind of mentioned hopefully not after this episode no it's not it's right there in a lot of places it's giant in like (laughs) 
<laughs> so you can't miss it. <laughs> but I'm I'm going to assume that this person didn't realize how big the clit is, and they're going to say it's hard to find like the head, right? Or like how how to find it in a pleasurable way. Like maybe right. it's only ever been touched in a way that's sensitive and uncomfortable. In which case, you're like, I don't understand it. I don't find this pleasurable. How is this the pleasure center when it's just so sensitive? Right. So in that case, maybe trying something different. Um, and even like you mentioned, going above it versus right on it. Something right. I've heard is use, you know, put something actually physically between you if you are trying to like rub that against your husband or whatever to have even like a t-shirt or something that's down there that just somehow slightly separate it so it's not straight on like skin to skin if it's too right. sensitive. Or, or keep your underwear on. Yeah, there you go. Right. That's easier um, probably than yeah. <laughs> putting a shirt down there. <laughs> I don't know why shirt, but there it is. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to just mention here is if if you are a wife and you are frustrated that your husband cannot find your clit, just show him because you probably know where it is way better than he does. So literally take yeah. his hand and put it there and say, feel this. That is my clit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you have never look down there enough to explore your body to know um now is the time to not right now depending on what you're doing in your life but um just (laughs) while driving yeah my gosh you have permission to you know to do that to know what your body is looking like I feel like often you know so long we were told you know don't look down there don't touch down there that it's like it feels like well why would I want to now it's like it's still a big no-no but no take some time and you can see, go through it, and you'll know. Hey, there yeah. is good stuff. In um, in come as you are, she talks. She tells a story about this um, girl in one of her classes that she teaches on women's I don't know women's anatomy, I think. And the girl goes home and talks to her mom about it because mm-hmm. in the class she basically said like, "Hey, women, go look at your vulva. Like, if you've never seen it, just go look at it." Mm-hmm. And this girl goes home and tells her mom that and her mom I think her mom was like 45 and her mom's like I don't even know what my own vulva looks like so wow yeah yeah it's okay to go and look at yourself Mm -hmm. yeah all right okay so I kind of already mentioned this but something that was um mentioned a numerous time was that it's it's extremely sensitive down there that it can be really sensitive, um, different parts. So women wanted men to know that there are three different holes. We didn't, we kind of covered that. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about the urethral opening, which sits like right above the vaginal opening. So you've got the urethral opening, the vaginal opening, and then the anus. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And, um, Things can change depending on where she is in her cycle. Areas that are pleasurable may not be and vice versa. And rubbing harder and faster when she's getting close isn't helpful. <laughs> but it can be. And yeah, like that's this not is, a one size this is This yeah. is where knowing your wife is going to be most important because yeah. maybe when things are getting really going, harder and faster is what she wants. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. And if you don't know, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I don't actually know if my wife likes that or if she doesn't. You can ask her. Yes. And maybe she's like, I don't know. 
let's go find out. <laughs> and then you <laughs> together. And one of the ones, like the last one here that the women had sent in was um, G-spot can be difficult to find. Although, do we call it a G-spot now that we know yeah. it's just a clitoral yeah. cluster? Exactly. If Okay, I will give a quick uh, lesson, I guess, on how to find it. Um, if you are the guy, take a finger, enter your wife's vagina, and keep your finger at the roof of it. And just keep going slowly in until you feel an area that is different. It, Like I said it, earlier, it might feel ribbed, it might feel spongy, but keep your finger up because it is on the roof. There you go. If you are anywhere but the roof, you probably will not find it. <laughs> and You will not find the point of interest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One uh, in, in She Comes First, he talks about like a come hither motion, like come here. So you can kind of curl your finger up and in, and that can be make it a little bit easier to find because it's not just straight up on the roof. It's kind of like up on the roof and then a little bit towards the front still. So right. explore, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Try not to get frustrated if you don't find it. Yeah, exactly. Make it a pleasurable experience for both of you. There you go. All right, Kyle, what do the men wish the women knew? Don't neglect the balls. Hmm. That's honestly the most uh, frequent one that we got here is the scrotum and the testicles can be very sensitive. They can be touched gently in a very nice and pleasurable way. Don't go to town on them because (laughs) they do hurt. Right. But if treated gently, they can be extremely pleasurable to be touched. Um, If you don't know why the balls or the testicles are where they are, it's because semen and sperm, or sorry, not semen, sperm do not do well in a warm environment. So the closer your testicles are to your body, the warmer your body is. Sperm don't necessarily like that temperature, so they're further away. That's why men, if you are feeling your balls and they always feel cold, that's why, because sperm survives better in that environment. So having the warm touch of your wife's hand there can be really pleasurable. So interesting. Man, our bodies are so incredible. Like God made us so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Um, Like we talked about earlier, the frenulum of the penis is a very sensible, sensible, wow, (laughs) sensitive and pleasurable area to be touched. So again, um, the spot where the shaft meets the head, there's a bit of skin there. That piece of skin can be very pleasurable to be touched. Um, a lot of guys wrote in and said, don't forget the rest of our body. So a lots of guys wrote in and said, don't forget our testicles. But some guys even said things like ears, nipples, neck, our butt. Like, touch us other places too, because just like women have multiple erogenous zones, so do men. Mm-hmm. Um... This next one was a good one, and it says, when we are about to ejaculate, there is very little we can do to stop it. So if you want sex to last longer, and we are trying to hold off, and we say, stop doing what you're doing, stop. Mm-hmm. Because if we get to that point of no return, it is called the point of no return for a reason, because we are going, and there's no turning back. Going, 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 God. God. <laughs> 
and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> I love sports. <laughs> um, and this is this last one. I think is so important, and we could probably do a whole episode on it from both the men and the women perspective. But someone wrote in and said, "Just because it's hard doesn't mean I'm aroused." And I think so this is so, so, so important because getting an erection is just a physiological reaction to a stimulus. Right. A, happen, a happens, B follows. Pleasurable mm-hmm. touch happens, blood rushes to the penis. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the man is aroused. Maybe like there's things, random erections, they happen. Or right. waking up in the morning with an erection, like, we didn't right. do anything. There was no pleasurable touch. It just happens. And even with pleasurable touch, someone can get an erection really quick, but not be mentally aroused or ready to go into whatever the next step of your foreplay or intercourse or whatever it is. Right. Is. And hmm. this goes this goes for the women as well. Just because she's wet doesn't mean she's aroused. Right. And I think that's really important to remember because um, income as you are, she says she says listen to their words not their body right so you'll know that your partner's aroused because hopefully they're telling you not necessarily saying i'm aroused but you'll right. you'll, you'll you'll know with their <laughs> words that they're there or they're ready right. to move on or do some do whatever yeah. it is but just because a woman is wet doesn't mean that she's aroused because again that's just a physiological reaction to a certain stimulus Right. Huh. There you go. Class is dismissed. Class is dismissed. <laughs> that was a but, lot, but interesting. Yeah, I hope it was interesting. I mean, I like talking about this stuff because I love mm-hmm. the human body and that's what I do for a living. But right. if this was boring for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen to a different episode. There you go. We have lots of good episodes, so go find another one. You, then I will talk less on another episode, I'm sure. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I felt a little bit useless in this, so it was nice that. And it sounds like those books are incredible resources that people should check out. They really are. So. I read both of them on a holiday recently, and it was just so interesting. I couldn't put either of them down. And yeah, it answers so many questions and clarifies so many things. There were so many times where... I can just picture wives or husbands reading this book and just running to their spouse. Like, look, this is what I've been trying to tell you. This, this is what I'm talking about. Like it just clarifies so many things and it says maybe what you've been trying to say, but haven't been able to find the words for it. Mm -hmm. It clarifies all those things for you so well. Very cool. Well, thank you, Kyle, for (laughs) your, for being teacher Kyle today. You're welcome. (laughs) It's lovely. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.